All right, guys, before we get started, I want to talk really quick about our sponsor, and that's Patch Chunky Shop. Uh, Patch Chunky Shop is an Etsy shop that specializes in uniquely designed patches. Their stock includes everything from military-style morale patches to designs that reference popular culture. They also sell patch-related stuff like patch mats and patch bags that you can stick your patches to. So if you get a chance, go to their website. It's www.patchjunkyshop.com and use the promo code SALUMIS for 10% off of your order. Once again, that's S-A-L-U-M-I-S-T and instantly get 10% off. Um, I want to also talk about Skype. That is who we've been using as of late to do these podcast episodes uh, because we want to exercise caution and really pay respect to the social distancing and the different types of uh, rules and regulations that are going out there right now. Uh, we chose to use Skype to hold a lot of our episodes so Skype isn't the only platform out there that will allow you to do this kind of stuff. So if you have anything like Google Hangouts, if you have Zoom, uh, tons of other platforms out there that will allow you to connect with other people and really get whatever message that you have out there. Or if you just want to connect with any of your friends and loved ones, there's tons of platforms out there. But if you want a good example of one, Skype is what we've been using, and I highly recommend that. All right, let's get into the show. Welcome to another FYFT episode of the Salumas podcast. If this is your first time hearing an FYFT episode, welcome. FYFT stands for Find Your Fucking Thing, and in this episode, we're joined by Allie, who finally found her fucking thing. So, June is Pride Month, and I think it's uh, we'd be foolish to not have any sort of content celebrating that, but because of the way that things have been happening in our world right now, it's, uh, it's caused us to go in, in different directions, but we still wanted to be able to shine light on uh, on Pride Month, and we're very, very thankful that Allie came through and was able to uh, be kind enough and open enough to tell her story. So she recently came out, and this episode is about that journey. So without further ado, I just want to present to you guys this episode, and I hope you all enjoy it. I just don't even, I don't, I just don't even hesitate. I just keep on going, I guess. That's the only um, way. Exactly. So, um, are you able to get a little bit closer to your phone when your volume's a little bit low? I don't know if you can. Do you have like a headset or something like that? Let me take you off speaker. That might help. Hold on. How does it sound? Oh, a thousand times better. Perfect. Alrighty. All right. So, um, yeah, we got this going. I'm just making sure that everything else is fine. Audio. Um, all right. So, I just want to thank you for jumping on. Uh, I'm wanting to use this episode as one of our uh, FYFT episodes. Have, have you heard of those ones or anything like that, Allie? I don't think so. Okay, so um, if this is sort of your first time like dealing with this, like we have a series of episodes called uh, FYFT, and that stands for Find Your Fucking Thing. So it doesn't matter if it's some kind of passion, it's some kind of hobby or something like that that you like, or just some part of yourself that you may not like. Um, those parts or those episodes are what I like to use those for. And it's typically like a one-on-one or a two-on-one type of conversation where we just have someone go through and talk about their life and what brought them to where they are right now. And, uh, yeah, so we ask a bunch of questions, you ask questions, we just go back and forth and just have a good conversation. So the reason why I wanted to have you on was that, it, you know, it is 
uh, we're at the, like the tail end of pride month, but you made a, you made a really cool announcement on social and, uh, I just want to, ju- you know, take off from there and then we'll just go back and forth. Does that sound good? Perfect. I'm ready. All right. So go ahead. Tell us what's up. All righty. Well, I'm Allie. Recently, I came out on Facebook and Instagram. And since then, my life has just been good and I'm thriving and I feel free. And I thank you guys for asking me to come on here and talk about it. And yeah. I'm just ready to share my story. Yeah. I think that well, and, especially. And we South, know Allie, too. Yeah. Exactly. And, we know, and, we, the, and we know Allie, too. And that's why it, it, it's like whenever you announced it, like I was super fucking happy for you. But I was like, I had no idea. And it's yeah. not to be like to gloss over the plight of like the vast array of people and their identity and sexuality. But again, at the same time, I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I thought that I literally thought the same thing. And so that's why I have you on. But it's I think that in the South as well, it's, uh, you know, it's very, it's very conservative, very close minded in certain areas. And uh, to see the amount of support that was, you know, all over your social feed was really, really cool. But, you know, it's you also got to think about it. It's like, man, it really took this long to get there. And, you know, if it were me, I would just be wondering, like, damn, I, I missed out on so much life as myself but you're also young so um there's a lot there's still a whole lot of <laughs> she life said, to live oh, oh. she's like oh, yeah. i'm about to turn 28 I oh am yeah yeah still dying young. a little inside oh my gosh <laughs> no so when did you um was it one of those things where you always knew or did was there a certain moment in your life like how did it how did it happen all right. Well, that is a loaded question. So I know, right? <laughs> get it's ready. Like, why, why are you gay? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, I kind of want to touch on you brought up being in the South and I grew up in Allen County. So yeah. even more so in Allen County. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever been there? Yes. Well, yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I'm you know. Scots for all the damn time. He's like homemade. You're going to burn in hell signs like downtown. <laughs> there are. They're everywhere. Every single, yes, every single house. I'm just like, oh, okay. But <laughs> thankfully, I left Allen County in the eighth grade, moved to Bowling Green, and I went to school here. Um, and I think that I've always known, and I've always kind of known that I, I thought I was bi at first. Um, but I think that I have just surrounded myself with people that – or allies and supportive and love people no matter what. And so coming out was, I didn't expect it to go bad, but I didn't expect to get as much support as I got. I guess I really didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but just the love and support has been so overwhelming. That's really but, good. But not a lot That's, of people were shocked either. So Really? <laughs> yeah. So the, well, what and, you, go ahead. And, well, and, and also, like, and, and I've got several friends that are gay or bisexual or lesbian. And and overwhelmingly, the moniker, like the term that gets applied to it is like something that is peripherally applied. It's not like, like, I won't mention her name, but I have a friend that is perceived as completely 100% lesbian. But she's like, 
occasionally I find a dude attractive and I can't help it. Like she's, and she loves straight girls. Again, it's an interesting dynamic, the way sexuality works in general. But she's like, I really don't even like considering myself a lesbian, even though I overwhelmingly like I'm attracted to overwhelmingly women and I sleep with women or whatever. Um, Do you find that labels are limiting at all? I mean, I know this is all brand new as far as like your outward manifestation of your identity but do you find labels to be limiting at all so limiting and so confusing and i have friends that are like do you want to be called gay do you want to call me do you want to be called lesbian and i'm just like i don't know just call me happy because <laughs> 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 that's what i am but i use the two interchangeably and mm-hmm. i will say it's confusing for me too do you think that at at this point where you know it's things are pretty um, polarized in, in, a, in a sense, you know, with, with everything happening with black and white relations and just people of color in general, it's kind of one of those things where everyone's like, you're either taking a side or it's take a side or, you know, or you're an enemy or take the right side, if you will. When, when you have, um, when you're just now coming out, do you think that you'll be in one of these things where it's like, you may not have the luxury of just saying, I don't want to say that I'm gay. I just want to say that I'm happy. Like, do you like in an age where, where everyone is finding allies and needing allies and stuff? Do you, do you feel that something like that is important? Like shifting away from just saying, I want to be happy. Cause that, that makes me think of, if you remember, um, this happened years ago, but Tiger Woods, they asked him questions about, you know, his race and, and stuff and his racial identity. And he just said, I'm just a golfer. And like, it was one of those moments where like the black community really felt like let down and it's like, this is the moment to proclaim, you know, your support for, for us and stuff. Do you wonder if something like that would happen with you? I think so. And I think that with what everything that's going on in the world right now, we do need to speak up and we need to be passionate and we need to be allies. But I also feel like in my story and my take on coming out may be completely different, but the support that I have received and the friends that I have made, they just want to see people happy and they want to show love and support. And does that really answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have another one. Tell me about your first crush. Oh, um, okay. So looking back now, I had this best friend (laughs) in eighth grade. Uh-huh. And I really just thought she was a best friend, but looking now, she was definitely my first girl crush. Really? <laughs> yep. That's and I awesome. haven't talked to her yet, and, but I think she's well, seen my post. So. Well, was there was there a fair amount of like I don't want to call it denial, but maybe repression or dismissal? Like you're like ah. You know, it's natural to think about stuff like that, but that's not what I am. Did you ever <laughs> experience anything like that? Yes, and if you want, we can get super personal on here. But oh, yeah. we're we're we, yeah. all about super we're personal. All about that. Yeah. Look, fun fact: I tried to haul at Allie. I tried to haul it. That's like I'm trying down, bro. I, I did. Well, me and Allie talk just like friendly for just yeah, talk. Yeah. We did, were, yes. But that wasn't it for real wasn't nothing. It was just me and Allie just bullshit and talking about cats and like sending memes <laughs> and shit. <laughs> but I did, I didn't but, try to holler at Allie like two different times. 
And listen, I can appreciate an attractive man. Not going to lie. You're not one, Chris. Don't get your fucking head. (laughs) I know. I'm not included in said category, though. No, you're (laughs) But I should have known because that extent that Chris and our conversations, that was the extent of my flirting, I guess, with men. And now coming out and flirting with women, it's so different and so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. How's your your game? What's What's your coolest pickup line right now? Listen, um, I'm not going to tell you my TikTok yeah. handle, but if yeah. you ever find it, you'll see. <laughs> yeah, don't get her to don't get her to spill she, the she on her, her secret yeah. methodology. I'm not on here telling yeah. formulas and shit. Yeah, you, you can't you can <laughs> talk about the sauce right now. Just don't get lost in the sauce. I won't get lost. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, have you had any sort of resistance or pushback or anything like that from people who maybe you didn't expect? Yeah. Um, well, not resistance, but I do want to go back to the repression. Um, mm-hmm. I have been hiding this huge part of myself my whole life. And and I don't really talk about this often, but going to therapy the past year and really heavily the past six months, I go once a week and my therapist is awesome and he's helped me just open up and be more vulnerable. But my mother is gay mm-hmm. and I do not have a good relationship with my mother at all. Really? No. Um, and I try my hardest to be nothing like her. And when I finally realized that, Hey, I can be me. I can be gay. I can be happy. And I'm not my mother. That was the moment that I was like, okay, I'm a lesbian and I can tell the world. Ah, damn. So your mom, like not wanting anything to do with emulating her whatsoever, probably played a, a pretty significant role in this shit as well. A huge, huge role. Huh. So you're now really living. So, all right. How much, how much time and energy do you think that you put into not being like your mom? Not to be dramatic, but every second of every day. Damn. Uh, I look so just like you lived her. with her then when you were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if, if your parents were, 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 I mean, were they, did they split a long time ago or. Yep, they split in the eighth grade, and that's when we moved to Bowling Green. Um, And then about six months after the divorce was final, my mom moved in her best friend, and she was just our roommate. And they told us she was just our roommate until we were, like, seniors in high school, or I was a senior in high school. But we all knew. Yeah. So. So did you hide that? Like, did you hide that from your friends or anything like that? Or. Yep, I hid all of, like, the attraction and the little crushes and the oh my gosh i think she's cute for my friends up until summer of last year yeah now have you ever had a boyfriend before only two um i dated one guy throughout high school and my first year of college and then i dated this one guy on and off but we ended things around 2013 2014 so so even with with that knowledge what was it like dating dating men knowing that you weren't really down with them there's got to be a I don't lot of remember, pressure, huh? really but i always i want a family and yeah. i want to have children and i've always known that about myself mm-hmm. but i could never imagine myself living with a man mm-hmm. or being married i could not imagine a wedding yeah. i could imagine my wedding but a man i could never picture a man's face 
And so I would pretty much given hope on that. And I was just going to work really hard in my twenties and thirties and then just adopt when I was Mm -hmm. like 40 and just raise a family on my own. Yeah. Because I would not let myself imagine it with a woman. Really? When Kalu, I think when Kalu was asking, like, with regard to like your family dynamic and the this esoteric woman that resided in the house, that like you were not really comfortable. Like, he was. I think he was asking, did you kind of feel like you needed to hide that from other people as well, or mm-hmm. conceal the fact that your mom had that type of relationship with someone? Yes. Um, I was super conservative in high school. And, really? Oh, yes. And my boyfriend at the time and his family, and they took me in. So my childhood was not the best, but his family just took me in and raised me as their own. And they were super Catholic. So went to church every week. And, you know, in the church, you're raised to believe that gay people are bad mm-hmm. and <clears throat> they're going to hell. And that is something that I lived with and I am still struggling with too. Really? Come out of. Yes. Yeah. I think that's even a thing within some churches and stuff. Cause I know that there are some groups that, you know, like uh, the Presbyterians, like even the Methodists, they are, they're in this kind of divide where uh, one group is saying, uh, we want to bring in the LGBTQ community and the rest, the other part is just like, hell no, that shit ain't happening. And so it's been interesting to see how even um, uh, the religious community is, is entering a shift. And and I feel, you know, I'm not in any religious community, but damn, like people don't realize the amount of damage that kind of comes out of there when you're dealing with all those types of pressures. Because, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're probably pretty pissed off at the church right now. Would you? Is that fair to say? Yes, um, I've had this love-hate relationship with God, and and I haven't been to a church in years. Um, but I've had this love-hate relationship with, jo- with God where I just don't feel worthy of His love. And and mm-hmm. so that is just... But I have Christian friends that remind me every day that they love me. And so mm-hmm. I know that I'm loved, but it's hard yeah. because I can't find a church and a home. Really? Well, like, and, and even me who like perpetually jokes about worshiping the devil. And I think it's pretty clear (laughs) what my lack of religious beliefs are. Like I can see a profound difference between people who actually follow. And it's, it's fundamentally this simple, really like Christian values. Like if you were to look at Christ-like behavior, Jesus himself, emulating Jesus. There's no room for judgment, discrimination, anything like that, especially with something like sexual orientation. So it it just seems so incongruent to me. And like Kalu said, and and as you know, it has there is a divide and and that's always going to occur whenever social progress is kind of pulling the church in another direction. I mean the Catholic Church has adapted over and over and over again, mm-hmm. O- mm-hmm. over millennia, essentially. But I, even again, with me being like disliking religion altogether, I can still see Christians doing good things and Christians like Adam. Uh, yeah, know, Adam Shorts. Adam, Adam Shorts. 
I guarantee his congregation would act like it was absolutely absurd for somebody to even the slightest bit feel like they weren't worthy of God's love because of sexual orientation. Like he would, he would look at you probably like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah. Like not my guy. Yeah, he even said his, his, he even on the episode we had with him, he said that his, his brother was gay and he's Adam is a big time advocate of the LGBTQ community. And he, he was like, you know, that's, that's something that the church is struggling with. But, you know, I, I always give a preacher kudos if they're willing to, to step up and continue to fight for that, man. That's, that's, that says something, that says a lot about, uh, about religion, especially when it's very easy to shit on religion because they yes. fuck up so much. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this. As far as faking the funk, like having to play the role this entire time, which I'm sure has weighed on you and been exhausting and chipped it away at any like personal semblance of identity that you had. Um, romantic shit you said that a lot of it, like Kalu asked you earlier, like, what was that like? You were like, I don't really remember. Do you think you just kind of disconnected? Like you were like, okay, well, this is, eh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. 100%. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just going to go through the motions. I'm going to shut down my feelings. I'm not going to have a say so. And I completely shut myself down. And when I was in a relationship, I have no idea who that person was. Really? And up until coming out and really accepting myself a few it was in april um when i was fully like okay i'm gay i'm gonna tell people um i don't know who that was either i know that she was lost and she was struggling but the person i am now versus the person i was two months ago and in those relationships years ago completely mm. different people yeah do you are you able to love and and, and accept that person before even, you know, even that, you know, that it's, it wasn't really you. Yes. I completely forgive her and, yeah. and I love her and I sit with her daily Yeah, and I'm like, it's okay. And the, and the things we did in the past and the mistakes we've made and the good things that we did that got me here, we experience those and we celebrate those moments too. And because yeah. I wouldn't change anything because how I'm feeling right now. And then because I know who I am and I, I finally found my life purpose. I think uh -huh. uh, <laughs> what is that? I want to, I want to start a nonprofit and yeah. I want it to be geared towards children and I want to help them find their identities and I want hey. to be able to just let them know who they are and that they're okay. Yeah. As they are. Cause I don't what want anybody to be lost and struggling until they're almost 28. Well, yeah. and, and you said that you sit with her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know how much you listen to the podcast or if you've listened to the podcast, but that's like one of our concepts that we've kind of stumbled upon <clears throat> is the concept of whenever you're trying to objectively assess, you know, your own behavior and your own identity is not sitting in yourself, but sitting with yourself kind of have this third person type of dynamic. And for you to say, say, I sit with that person daily and I forgive yes. her and I love her, that that is exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about taking, again, that that identity, elements of yourself that you really need to dissect and, and reverse engineer back so you can see where you're headed um, 
I feel like that's absolutely pivotal. And that's like the Mm -hmm. exact thing that we're talking about when we say it's the hardest thing to do. Yes. It is so hard to be vulnerable and to admit out loud into yourself when you're sitting with Mm -hmm. yourself that, Hey, we were wrong or Hey, Mm -hmm. we were good. Let's celebrate that because you have to celebrate the happy too. But admitting the bad and sitting with the shame and the fear and the anger, it's just, it's how you heal. That's how I'm feeling. And it is, and it definitely, people have got to understand that it definitely is a we. Like it is a, the the human condition, the human psychology, we contain volumes. Each and every one of us, even even people that are like, well, I'm just a simple man. Deep down, you contain volumes and and lots of contradicting characteristics and things, things of that nature. And it's, it really does a disservice to people um, whenever you, I, I guess, you limit them to assigning them static character traits. You know, mm-hmm. like anytime you assign a human being a static trait, I feel like you're doing a disservice to that that human being. Yeah. I mean, within yeah. within Absolutely. within and and within context, it it serves serves a fucking purpose. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but. Um, yeah. When you said sit with you sit with that person daily, I was like, yes. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. I want Always to uh, continue to do that shit. I want everybody what? to do that shit. Yes. It, it, yes. It's like it's like molting. Like every time you molt, like you grow, you outgrow mm-hmm. whatever your your psyche, you outgrow your fucking psyche. And then you sit with that shit and then you kind of take inventory and analyze and stuff. Cause we all hit these little impasses in our lives, these like turning points and those turning points allow us a little bit more clarity than we normally might fucking get. Yeah. It's like eating mushrooms, man. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of awesome. That's really I've never been on that trip, but <laughs> I, I, for legal purposes, neither have I. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I've read a lot of literature. Joe Rogan, DMT, everything. <laughs> so I want to I want to know more about um, going and finding companionship. How how is the game now that you're like newly out? Uh, I know you had said like you made a comment about your TikTok handle, but like how is it now? seeking women and talking to them and, and, and dating and courting. What is that like for you right now? I, I would have zero confidence. Like if I had just come out, it's like, how do I do this? <laughs> Actually the opposite. I had zero confidence when I tried to get with a man and trying to talk to somebody on the phone or talk mm-hmm. to a guy on the phone for five minutes felt like five hours. But if right. I tried to talk to a girl on the phone, it's just like, Two hours goes by and I'm like, oh, that was nice. That was easy. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have game. I don't think I've ever had game. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm not just saying that. I really <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. Whatever. Then one, nice. one night I was trying to holler at it and I was like, she's so mysterious. But really, she's like, I just want, I just want to go home and pet my cat. I'm so tired of this shit. It's like, I'm literally three houses away from my house right now. I just want to go home. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> have you have you been on any dates or anything like that yet? I have not been on any dates. We are in the middle of a pandemic and I decided to come out and have the self-revelation I know, during right? quarantine. At the time where you can't do anything. But maybe that was my safety blanket too. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's probably a good thing. So yeah, I for I forget about that. You know, one of the 
you know, social distancing and, and quarantining and stuff, it is, that's gotta be a, a real, um, roadblock for you right now, because now that you're out, you want to go and experience all those things. You want to go and get a hug or a kiss out in the open or whatever. And right. you just can't have that. <laughs> no, man. Uh, time I will kiss. say, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 you're fine. Go ahead. I have been on like Bumble and Tinder and Hinge on and off. Searching How many for women. So like the dating apps, Bumble, Hinge, oh, Tinder. Okay. Okay. For like the past year, year and a half on the women's side. And I made this joke to my friends. They were like, you need a bigger basket. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I'm like, I'm a lesbian in Bowling Green. My basket only holds one egg. (laughs) 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 But I have, so I made a TikTok and I've actually used that as an outlet too. So whenever I go to therapy, I usually call a friend and I like process it out loud. But then I started, instead of doing that, videoing myself, talking about it. And then I started putting some of those on TikTok. And then just the lesbian side of TikTok is wonderful. I don't know if either of you have ever been there. but uh, no. Well, I'm not, I, now that you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm browsing. It, I actually don't have a TikTok. So. Yeah, I don't either. I hate saying that I do as a 27-year-old. I'm like, Whew. But I needed something to get back with quarantine. Uh-oh. Look, but, they ain't no, they ain't no judgment. I've, I've been <laughs> playing. What is it? Pokemon Shield and all that. Like I'm 35. <laughs> Look at you go. <laughs> Most people can't whoop me though. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did make friends with a girl on TikTok, and she lives a few states away. But she's actually coming down to visit in a couple of weeks. So. Oh my gosh! How do you prepare? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what, um, what, yeah what do you do like oh my god uh, yeah i'm just like you, um you, gonna make sure my th- apartment's really nice yeah throw a, throw a melissa etheridge poster up somewhere <laughs> is that the live laugh love lady or something no or it's not melissa etheridge is a singer dude oh really Icon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had no clue, man. Come <laughs> to my window. <laughs> you don't know that shit, clue. I know that song now. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. That's pretty funny. So tell me, like, what other what other feelings have been going through? You had mentioned your mom, but is is your father not in the picture or? Um, I have actually cut both of them out of my life. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. And I did that back in 2018. Never yeah. looked back. Um, wow. It's been really good for me in my healing yeah. process. I have a little brother. He is 22. Uh-huh. And I tried to set a boundary with him. Back when I cut them out, I was like, hey, I love you. You have done nothing to hurt me. I want to be here for you. But the boundaries of just, he wanted me, he just wanted to keep me updated with their lives. And that is the last thing that I wanted. Um, yeah. But I am happy to say that. About a month ago, I saw him randomly. I was taking a drive and I was out by Warren East and I'm never over there. Um, oh. And I was getting gas and he pulled up beside me. Really? Randomly. Yep. And then um, talked to him and we've been, we've been talking back and forth uh-huh. and texting. And I, and then he was the last person that I wanted to tell in person yeah. that I was gay before I came out on social media. And I think that was another thing that was holding me back too. Like I wanted him to know, I didn't want him to see it on yeah. Instagram. Um, I but I told him and he's super happy for me. And, mm-hmm. and I think that 
our relationship's going to be better and stronger now. Because I had to cut them out, especially my mom. I had to cut her out for me to be able to be like, who am I without having to take care of them or worry Mm -hmm. how they're doing or handle their addictions and all of these things. And so once I did that. So that's another, a whole new level that you just introduced. I didn't know that that addiction was something that was also affecting your family as well. Yep. And, and both of their addictions led to both of them trying to commit suicide mm-hmm. in 2018. Just wow. my mom was in February. My dad was in July. Yeah. And that was a lot. Oh, I'd imagine, you know, it got, a, it got really dark and twisty up in my brain there for about a year, year and a half. I'd imagine I really would. You know, it's, it's tough as we get older having to come to the realization that your family or the idea of family is something that is supposed to be fluid, you know, and it's, it's not, you get to a certain point where it's like, just cause we have the same blood doesn't make us family in the sense or in the, in the sense of what meshes with, with what I need out of life or what I would, or my goals or my trajectory. I think that your family is going to be something that constantly evolves and your circle is going to be something yeah. that clearly you've audited, but it's going to be something that you'll have to audit over and over and over. And when you have that kind of, you know, at least what I'm perceiving to be uh, instability, you you need some kind of a uh, some kind of a rock. And I think that where or maybe I wonder where some people build or develop animosity towards their parents is because they expect them to hold a role that they're not capable of, of holding Mm -hmm. like, and again, and I say that because my idea of family changed when I was like 19 or 20 and it wasn't because of anything I disliked with my parents. I just knew that they, what they do in terms of parenting and raising me and stuff like that, it's their, their job, if you will, is to get me to a certain point where I don't need them, you know? And, uh, the, I think it was at that point when I, when my f- idea of family changed and I had different types of father figures and different types of mother figures and all that kind of stuff. And then it made it easier for me to not hold any sort of, um, animosity towards them because they're simply just not capable of being exactly who I need right now, you know? Yes. And that is so important that you said that because I have, my therapist has helped me realize that you can, that you can have compassion towards a person and you can have hate and anger towards a person. And those feelings can coexist with each other and they don't balance each other out. They don't cancel each other out, but it's so important to know that you can still love somebody and want to know mm-hmm. how they're doing and want to know that they're okay and still not want them in your life because yeah. they're not. So like you said that you're, I think you just said that your parents raised you to where you wouldn't need them anymore. And my mm-hmm. parents raised me where I would always need them mm. because they needed me. Yeah. And I had to take care of them and mm-hmm. I had to take care of my brother. And I so, see. and then of course, again, sitting with my inner child, she's like, it's okay that you didn't know that and that you dealt with that and you put your feelings aside and your identity aside for so long for mm-hmm. them. It's okay. Yeah. That's a damn. That's as I was saying all that, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that that's, that is totally a thing that people, I thought, I thought for a while that it was just me in in, in that sense, but yeah, 
that's got to affect a lot of people. Just that idea of, of family and, you know, if, if it's not done right and parents, I don't think they understand how much of their own shit that they project onto their kids, you know? And, uh, Absolutely. it's almost, it's almost avoidable or it's almost unavoidable. Like you're going to pass on some of the damage that you had over to your kids, unless you're some kind of like hyper aware person, like of, of yourself. I don't know how any parent couldn't pass on just a little bit of the bullshit that they dealt with. And I think that the, um, the challenge or whatever, the goal for all of us as we get older is to just to try and break some of those cycles and get to a point where we're not as terrible as we might think we are or something. Um, exactly. Just breaking yeah. the cycle. Yeah, man. That's so cool. So it's obviously everything is still new to you. Like where do you, where do you hope to see yourself in terms of your involvement in the, in the community, in terms of um, just relationships, all sorts of stuff. Where do you see yourself in the next year or so? Cause I want us to be able to follow up with you, check up and kind of see how things are. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, well, I did, I'm a very impulsive person by nature. So as soon mm-hmm. as I was like, Hey, I'm me and I'm okay with that. I was like, I'm going to announce it to the world. Cause I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that without any research or anything of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, what I do know I've learned from TikTok, and that's great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yes. What, what I, different things have you learned? Just the terminology and the culture and just some of like the fun terms. Like, I don't know if you guys ever heard of a U-Haul lesbian. That's something I've learned here recently. Didn't didn't Bree bring that up on the last episode? (laughs) Maybe she didn't. Uh, Like moving in together real fast type shit. Yes, because you can never find a lesbian that lives two streets away from you. It's always like halfway across the world. And so you're like, okay, I like you. I'm going to talk to you for two weeks. And then who's getting the U-Haul, me or you? So, <laughs> Okay. Yes. I have heard the tape. Yeah. I've seen the phenomena occur. I have firsthand too. With friends of mine. <laughs> multiple fucking times. I know. And my friends are like, Allie, you can't do that. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. I do what I want. Oh, God. Yeah. I'll, move, um, I'll move three women in here. Don't tell me. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> That's hilarious. (laughs) No, I definitely do want to be more involved. I want to research more. I want to find groups that I can be in and be a part of. Um, And then especially once I have more knowledge, be able to work with kids as well. What's the community like here in town? I have no idea. Yeah. I haven't been able to go anywhere. I don't know if I have gaydar or anything. So... (laughs) Clear, clearly, Chris didn't when he was. Hey, look, I, did, I just knew she was pretty and and kind of interested, and I was like, she still is, Chris. Jesus hello, oh my hello, hello, hello. How I fucking know. dare you, I bitch? Know. I had to do that. <laughs> that was I was like, I was like, hello, Ellie, and Ellie was like, salutations. <laughs> It was not like that. Not that bad. It, it wasn't at all. It wasn't. But <laughs> all right. So, but I, I definitely was hundred percent objective. I want your bag. Yeah. How how bad is Chris's game? <laughs> no. no she 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 can be honest. I really be don't. Honest. I really have. I have no game. Like all I do is just talk stupid shit, and that's all we did. Like it was. But like just you like, said, I think we really only talked about cats and memes. <laughs> yeah. So, so 
I think she can attest that I'm not a goon, no. Not a complete fucking goon. Because I was yeah. just like, hey, I, we can be friends and talk about cartoons and cats. And like, I, I, there would be some shit. What is it? Unicorns? What is it that you were, that you really did? It is alien, or aliens, fairies and aliens. Fairies. Fairies, fairies yeah. is what it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love Wait, fairies. Yeah. That's my game, okay? I talk about fairies. <laughs> How did we not know? How did we not know? Alan Ray game on me with her fairy talk. <laughs> <laughs> she testing it out on the dude. Oh man. Well, That's my whole I- life, Chris. You know, since it's since everything is is still new, um, you certainly have a lot more life to experience. And so I'm just I'm pumped and excited for you and all the new things that you're going to realize and and all the cool people that you're going to meet. I just wanted to thank you for for taking the time to jump on and and talk with us. Uh, You know, finding your finding your fucking thing is one of the most important things that we could ever do. And there's so many people out there who have yet to find their fucking thing and you almost feel bad for them. And, uh, this, and you just want to do everything you can to help them figure yeah, that out. Yeah, you do. And so that's why I like being able to tell stories like these and show the importance of when you actually are yourself, man, life is so much better when you're doing it as yourself. My goodness. We, you know, we, we wear so many masks just to try and fit in or just so people could like us and stuff like that. And, you start to build an envy for those people who are able to live freely and just be themselves. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, for what it's worth, like from my interactions with Allie, like you seem lighter, like you yes. seem like you, you are more unburdened than you previously had. Like maybe what, you know, how I was like jokingly, like she's mysterious. What I was interpreting as mysterious is like you lugging around this shit that is like weighing you down because the person I'm talking to now is much more like, fuck it, whatever. (laughs) I'm so glad to hear you say that because that's exactly how I feel. (laughs) Yeah, you sound sound lighter, like just there's no other way to put it. Yeah, that's just that's beautiful. Now, it. So this is the moment where we have like any kind of shameless shouts. Do you have anyone that you want to send a shout out to a thank you? I love you. A fuck you. Like any kind of thing you can, this is your moment to send that out to someone. Oh my gosh. I wasn't prepared for this. Um, I, <laughs> I will just, ooh, um, okay. First of all, <laughs> you guys for reaching out to me. Thank you. This is probably the coolest thing that I've done <laughs> this year. Probably no. a lot of years, so thank you. Um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then I just have the most amazing group of friends. My circle is so they're they're all very different, but mm-hmm. they are awesome. And and then their families as well for just loving me and taking me in as I am. And I've not I've not heard one bad thing. Mm-hmm. They've all reached out to me and they've been so nice and supportive. And I just want just to thank them for that. Awesome. Awesome. Christy, and congratulations. Like, yeah, huge well, congratulations. Just shout outs to you, man. Like, yeah. Fuck, fucking congratulations. Like I said, when <laughs> I saw you. it, it was unexpected, but I was like, fuck yes. Because the, the lack, the, the, the completely coming out of left field and you being like, it's like kicking the fucking door in. Like, yeah. you're like, ah! She, she was the Kool Aid, man. That's what yeah, she was. Like, yes. like, 
Yes. Like the party, the party it was like, well, where is she? Like, when's the party? And then you just kicked that motherfucker in. You're like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> so I, I am here. That, let's go. Let's yeah. Go. Because I'm a fan of real shit. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. I just, in general, I enjoy real shit. And, and I've always been fond of you and respected you. And to see something so real be put on display to the world, I was like, Hell yeah, go do your thing. I'll, I'll fight a motherfucker in public for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank I would too. You. I have sure. definitely, thank you, Blue. I've definitely found my voice, and it's something that I've wanted for a long time, and I'm really happy. That's Just beautiful. that I found it. Well, guys, I appreciate everyone's time. Uh, those of you listening, thank you so much for jumping on and listening to us on this episode. I hope you all found value in this. Allie, thank you so, so, so much for everything. Like I said, we're going to be keeping up with you. Um, I'd like to do something in maybe next couple months just to see where you are and see what the game is like. And, you know, we'll be able to just be like, oh, I got so many stories. And so that's what we're yes. looking forward to. <laughs> we're looking forward to all the stories. I can't wait to share all of the stories. can't wait to create the stories. <laughs> it sucks yeah. that the coronavirus is going on because otherwise the, the entire landscape of dating and, and communication has been irreparably altered, I can say on my end. So, so Godspeed, Allie. (laughs) Y'all just wait. So I'm just like, she's like, it ain't no fucking sweat. It ain't no fucking sweat, dude. Well, I'll steal your girl right now. Just pull five right now. (laughs) See, I can talk on here. We'll see how it goes in real life. We'll see how that goes. Allie, steal your girl, Montgomery. That's her name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh, I've never heard that in my life. Can that, can, that, can that be the name of the episode? Stealing <laughs> your girl? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. 10 out of 10 approved that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. And we are out. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye.